It's National Chemistry Week. When you say chemistry demonstrations in a room of teachers and educators, the first person everyone thinks of is Bassam Shakashiri. He has literally written the book on how to amaze and educate an audience while proving that chemistry is fun for everyone. Today on Pulsar, Dr. Shakashiri is here with us to discuss how we can safely try our own chemistry experiments at home and why doing hands-on science is so important. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. Thanks to Facebook Boston for supporting this episode of Pulsar. Dr. Shakashiri, thank you for joining me and happy National Chemistry Week. I'm so happy to be with you and with the listening audience. It's an exciting time of the year for all of us. So can we start with your background and how you got interested in science? When I was a youngster growing up in my native Lebanon, I would ask questions, all kinds of questions, the kind of questions that everyone would ask. Why is the sky blue? Why is it that when the wind blows on a body of water like the Mediterranean Sea or the Atlantic Ocean or the Charles River, why do we see what we call white caps? And is the color of the white caps in any way related to the color of the stuff that floats up in the sky? How does the microwave oven work? All kinds of questions like that. So I was curious, and my parents and my teachers were very encouraging. No one ever said to me, oh, that's too complicated, don't bother me. That's a very important point for all of us to ask questions and to be patient in getting answers. So that's how I really got started. My mother knitted a sweater for me. It was a yellow sweater. And I wanted to know what yellow is. So I asked her, and she said, it's made of wool. I said, wool come from sheep. Sheep are not yellow. So that's how I got interested in science and wanted to satisfy and nurture the curiosity that I had. And that's what I'd like to have everyone do. Everyone should be asking questions. Well, that's what we're all about here, asking questions and then finding the answers. And our museum community had that same spirit over the last six months, with many folks spending a lot of time at home because we got a lot of questions about trying chemistry experiments out. So first things first, safety. What are the most important things to do to stay safe when trying chemistry at home? Safety is paramount in everything I do, whether it's at home or elsewhere. We live in a chemical world, a beautiful, complex chemical world. So we should learn about the chemicals and their properties and their behavior. We have to learn how to dispose of them carefully and follow the safety rules. If it's important to have eye protection, you should put your goggles on. If it's important to protect your hands, you should wear gloves. So whatever you handle at home, do the experiments, but follow the instructions very, very carefully. One of my favorite simple chemistry experiments that you can do at home with very easy cleanup, you call on your website Rainbow in a Glass, where you get different liquids to form layers but not mixed together. It's actually the experiment I did during my interview to work at the Museum of Science. So can you talk about that as an example of how you can learn in different ways by trying an experiment by yourself instead of just watching someone else do it? We learn through the sensory information that we receive. We learn by doing. So I'm a strong advocate of hands-on, minds-on. You have to think about what you're handling. You have to think about what you're doing. So you can take some common ordinary household chemicals like water, a little bit of honey, some rubbing alcohol, maybe some cooking oil. You can add them in a glass in small amounts and you can see how they layer because some of those chemicals are not soluble in each other. They don't mix very well. So by doing that, you can satisfy 
the curiosity, you can also trigger asking questions. How come rubbing alcohol dissolves in water, but how come water and oil do not mix? What is it that we can learn about the properties of oil and the properties of water that help us describe that behavior of not being mixable with each other? Now, when a lot of people think about chemistry, they picture mixing together different liquids and seeing them react. But a big part of chemistry is material science, just figuring out why things have the properties that they do. And I love your suggestion for that, which is to take a diaper and basically rip it apart to explore its properties. Understanding not only the natural phenomena, but also what human beings have, through technology, been able to put together. And a diaper is a good example of that. What's in the diaper is a chemical called a polymer. It has this intrinsic property of absorbing a large amount of liquid in it. So, you know, I would like everybody to try that experiment. Maybe I should not say any more about this experiment. Everyone should try experimenting because this is how we learn by seeing, by listening, by manipulating, using our hands and using our brain. Always think about what it is that you're doing. And if you come across a question you don't know the answer to, ask. A really important part of science is making predictions, but when it comes to experimentation, having your prediction proved wrong isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? If you're doing an experiment, sometimes you have an idea of what you're going to see, what's going to happen, and sometimes you don't. You're always on the lookout for the unexpected. As you repeat the experiment, then the unexpected becomes expected. And this is how we learn. Think about what you're doing and how to make sense of what you have observed and how to make connections between what you already know and what you are experiencing as you do an experiment. That's the great joy of doing science. And we did get a really good question specifically for you. What is your favorite part about teaching chemistry? I am always inspired by the reaction of audiences to what I'm doing, whether it's in person or via the internet. That is really my favorite part. Well, to wrap up, why don't you tell us how we can find the experiments we've been talking about that listeners can do at home, along with other good places to learn about chemistry online. There are very good sources of information on my website, scifun.org, S-C-I-F-U-N.org. There are other sources of information too, the Museum of Science, the American Chemical Society, the National Science Teachers Association, all kinds of good sources of information are available so that people can do safe experiments at home and enjoy exploring and enjoy asking questions. It's very, very important for kids of all ages to enjoy doing science experiments, to try to understand the beautiful, complex world that we live in and always, always follow the safety rules and the safety regulations. Thanks so much, Dr. Shakashiri, for talking to us, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Eric, and thank you, everyone else, for joining us. Have fun, everyone. We're celebrating chemistry all week at the Museum of Science with an emphasis on the sticky side of things. What makes slime slime? Why does peanut butter help get gum out of your hair? How can we make environmentally friendly glue? Visit mos.org slash mosathome to explore the answers with hands-on activities, videos, and more. And be sure to join us on Friday, October 23rd, 2020 at 1 p.m. Eastern to see Basam Shakashiri perform chemistry demonstrations live. 
Register ahead on our website or watch on Facebook or YouTube live this Friday at 1 p.m. or catch the replay on our YouTube channel. If you've got chemistry questions, send them to us at sciencequestions at mos.org and we'll answer them on an upcoming episode. Happy National Chemistry Week, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us and keep asking questions. Thank you.